stuck in our homes But you're not alone Our seven feet and knees Where should the breeze COVID-19 has you down Down So stay with us and hang around Until it all works out Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. Happy Thursday. Thank you, Peggy. How are you today? I am living the dream. Doing okay. Yeah? What's yeah. going on? What's yeah. happening in VA? <sighs> um, I stumped you. I stumped you with that question. That's you, not good. You did. You did. Well, <laughs> only because you said that you wanted today's podcast to be tight because you have food, food delivery. So I'll talk to you about you it offline, and then we'll talk about it tomorrow. No, I will make it. I I will last up to twenty minutes. Okay. Okay. So I am actually in Pennsylvania right now. Oh, look at you traveling. I, yes. Why? Um. So my brother, who um, is living in Texas, yes, um, is also uh, he's adopted from Korea. Right. Um. Which. It's pertinent to this story right now because I don't see him that way. I'm going to try to do this without crying. Um, he's in the hospital right now because he was attacked last night. Oh, Jesus. Because he's Asian. In one of the most progressive cities actually in the United States. Right, right. Wow. So it's um, he's in the hospital right now, which is scary because the hospitals are also full of COVID right there. So it's... Right. So my mom was really upset. So I came up to kind of, so she's not alone and, and she's been social distancing and, and I mean, she's safe. She has not gone anywhere. So I just, she didn't want to be alone and, and the kids haven't seen her a long time. And I thought that that would bring some, you know, a little bit of happiness right now because yeah. it's hard. It's really hard oh, thinking that, that people hate my brother just because of where he happened to have been born. I just, you know. It's nuts. It's hard. It's hard. I don't see him that way. And to know that somebody was kicking him, screaming, die, die. You know, it. Uh, uh, Did I, they I get can't the guys who attacked him? Uh, apparently it was three. He was jumped. So I, I understand that they know. I don't know. Yes, they did. But I don't know what's going on with that right now. Well, so. they're going to spend some time in jail. I would hope so. I would hope so. So. Well, you you had shared a few weeks ago. We actually did a podcast where you you talked. I think when when social justice issues started breaking, and you actually talked a bit about um, your brother sharing, or a friend, I guess, of yours who knew, went to school with your brother, sharing right. an experience of of what she went through and schools locally and knowing that your brother had sort of gone through the same stuff and the sort of insanity of that and how isolated you were from it and had no idea. Yeah, totally. I mean, I lived in like a little, I, 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 I heard her experiences and I know some of my brothers and like, I, I, I must've like, my childhood must've been some sort of la la land. Cause I was just completely no, oblivious to we, all of it. We both live in a totally white protected bubble. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, you know, but the calling it the Kung Fu flu, it's not cool and it hurts people and it hurt my brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my brother's in the hospital because of it. Well, and this this started at the very beginning. I mean, at the from the beginning of the of the healthcare crisis forward, um, there there have been incidents of bias against uh, people from Asia that are physical and that are uh, behavioral. You know, the boycotting uh, businesses, you know, Asian-owned businesses and the like. Um, and yeah. we've talked about that also in past podcasts. I know. I know. So that that's my day. So I'm up in Pennsylvania. It's actually, it's really nice to see my mom. Good. You know, well, and, I think it's and it was really, there. it was really, really nice seeing the kids see my mom, you know, because yeah. they haven't seen her. So the running hugs and the kisses and the Timmy sitting and listening to a story and Robbie playing the guitar. So that's been really, really nice. So we're going to be up here for, um, for a few days. Yeah, you know. good, good. So, did Scott I mean, come the, up with you or did you go alone? No, I went alone right now because he had some things he had to take care of at home. He might be coming up in a few days. Kind of depends on on what's going on. And we also, I left him at home because it was really more of a throw your stuff in a bag, let's go. Yeah. So on, on trips like that, we've learned that sometimes it's better to have somebody follow in a few days so we can call and say, Oh, by the way, we forgot X, Y, and Z. Can yes. you bring it Underwear up? <laughs> and toothbrushes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry so, to hear that. That's awful. It's been, it's yeah. So, but so how are you? Um, I'm fine. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, a, a very, for the most part, dull day again, I think, as I'm so going backwards. So I did backwards. want to bring up, um, we, we all, I, I don't want this to be a sad podcast, so you're going to have to come up with something light and jovial at the end, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, that a fan of ours and a friend of Amped and a friend of mine uh, recently passed away, uh, Angela uh, was, uh, a rower, a Paralympic rower. She wasn't an amputee. She was a paraplegic, um, but not a paraplegic. Um, spinal cord. Um, and uh, she was uh, on a solo rowing trip, and there was some sort of accident. They don't know quite yet what happened, but she was recovered, um, and she did pass on her journey. Um, and I was just really saddened to hear that because I know that she's written to AMPT a few times, especially when we weren't doing some of the advocacy issues. And although she wasn't an amputee, she was a supporter of disability rights and of the disability movement. And I know that she she really appreciated what AMPT was doing on those issues. So I wanted to make sure that we mentioned her passing and let everybody know that you know we're thinking about her family and everybody who loved her. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for raising this, Peggy, and and obviously thoughts and prayers to Angela's family. And um, I, you know, I I didn't know Angela personally, but you forwarded me some information about her, and you talk about a a, a rich life and someone who yeah. um, was. I mean, you look at it, it's like if I did two of the you know ten things listed in her bio, it would be like those would be that would be it. That would be like an, an a lifetime exactly. achievement, and she yeah. just did lots of really amazing stuff and it's pretty impressive to to read about somebody who just after a pretty horrific um you know uh, i guess a, a botched surgery leading to her spinal cord injury um just 
taking life by the throat and, and living it to the to the fullest it was pretty impressive yeah definitely so the disability community and the disability advocate community definitely you know it's definitely a loss and it's going to be you know she left a hell of a legacy and a lot for us all to live up to amazing very cool thank you for mentioning that so now you've turned it over i have to segue from that into something light um well how about this i'll ask you i'll ask for your input my 19 year old son jackson is 19 um has come to me two former high school classmates of his who are a little bit older than him um happen to have room for a third person at an apartment in New York City where he's going back to school in the fall. And he's working me and Kara over to go live about a 30 minute subway ride away from school with these two guys who I know, I know one of them very well, lovely guy, um, totally like him, um, no issues there. But just Jackson wants to go and instead of living in a college dorm, wants to live independently as a sophomore. What is your reaction to that? So, uh, and we talked about this before, about the living off campus. Yes. Uh, and I'm all for living off campus. What I worry about with living that far off campus with people who don't, do, and they don't go to that school? No, they go to another school in Manhattan. So I, I think that personally, if, if I were going to live off campus, I think it's better to live off campus in the community, still in your college community. Because I do think that you miss a lot. That when you live off campus, then he's going to be more like a commuter student than right. a residential student. And I think that that changes things socially. But I mean, I understand why he wants to live off campus. I mean, it's just, it's more fun and you're ready to spread your wings a little bit. How how was he with getting to his classes on time and things like that? Well, it's hard for me to tell exactly. His grades were not horrific. I mean, he okay. he did a respectable job. If it, But for one class last semester, he would have had over a 3.0, but he flamed out in this one class completely. So. Um, that hurt him, but I mean, yeah. let me put it to you this way. Jackson is a kid who has always, um, let's say, taken a rather liberal approach to class attendance. Um, okay. But he is also a kid who is smart enough that he can often make up for that because he can just make up for it. He can right. get through content and process it and, and deal with it. I do know he was not serially absent from classes. He wasn't like going to every fifth class. I think, you know, he missed classes, but it was not a regular occurrence. Okay. I mean, do you think that he would take the 30-minute subway ride to class when it's raining and cold and sleeting and icy? And Well, see, now you're kind of right in it, Peggy. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is the million-dollar question. Um, I will get – he's a wonderful salesman. I will get the thousand reasons why this is so wonderful to do. Um, and but, if, with being with the, the friends from high school, is that going to preclude him from really spreading his wings and making college friends? Well, so Jackson, I mean, last year he lived on campus, and I would say that he became acquainted with a lot of people, but he was really only close with his, college, with his roommate. Um, okay. It's not like he has this group of eight to ten people that he really hangs out with a lot. He doesn't. Okay. Um, so. 
It's a good question. I don't know. I'm leaning Well, I mean, if COVID keeps going this way, everything's going to go online. It'll be a moot point anyway. That's true. But in <laughs> New York, we bent the curve. We actually did it right. Yeah, I know, but it's going to go back. You know that. Oh, come on. Don't say that. It's been so, it's been so nice to not be in the middle of it, even though I'm still living the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I would probably, if it was Robbie, I would probably let him do it begrudgingly with the caveat of you F this up and you're going back to campus. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. That's like fair. a one semester trial, you know. Yeah. Well, we will see. We will see how this goes. Yeah, he asked to have a conversation with me about it tonight. I was like, dude, talk to me about it at the end of the week. I can't do this in the middle of a work week and really pay any yeah. attention to it. The, the only other news that I have is um, I woke up very early this morning, as I tend to do, um, to use the bathroom, and I hopped across my room and landed in something that was wet. And I said, that's not, and it was dark, and I don't. Oh, no. And so, you know, I, I get into the bathroom, I wipe my foot, the lights are off. I don't even want to look. I hop back and avoid it. And then when my alarm goes off and I wake up and it's light, Cat had puked all over the floor. <laughs> oh, great. That's amazing. So, there. See, I made you laugh. You and end of day laugh, Cat <laughs> puked got you. I appreciate that. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Think on that note. We'll, we'll let it go. You can go all right. Have a dinner. good night, Peggy. All right. Bye. Take care. We're stuck in our home.